0: Hey everyone, I'm Steven DeLaRochet. I am Taylor Draper. And welcome to Dressing for Wellness, a show where we aim to break down the walls of mental health stigmas by hosting authentic and inspiring conversations with people in the menswear community. We'll talk about how style has changed their lives for the better by empowering them and enhancing their confidence, and how style can do the same for you. Uh, today we're going to be talking about friendship and mental health and... Um, Taking the first step, which is sometimes the hardest. So pull up a chair and let's listen in. Hey everybody, I'm Stephen La I'm Taylor Draper. And this is Dressing for Wellness. Uh, today we're going to be talking about friends, relationships, friendships, what have you. Um, Taylor and I, well, mostly me, have, I've been <laughs> talking about how... The, the lifelong friend is becoming an exceptionally rare thing and we're just going to talk about it. Let's Uh, talk about it. So I guess like for you, for you, Taylor, do you have, do you have or have had what you would refer to as like a lifelong friend and like, who would that be?
1: No, I don't think I do. Um, my longest lasting friendship, um, His name was Jake Worthy. Okay. Um, we were just best. We were the best of friends. Um, how old were you guys? Uh, let's see. I met Jake when I was probably about 18 or 19. Okay. Um, we like started a band together. It was, it was right. Actually it was right after I was in college. So 19. Okay. Um, Yeah, we started a band together, and we were friends for about nine years. Mm. Um, And what I realized in that friendship was that it was really one-sided. Like, Mm. I was just putting a ton of work into our friendship. Yeah. And it was, um, yeah, it just wasn't being, like, reciprocated in a way that I, Mm. like, desired out of it, out of the friendship. And so one, one day for my birthday... Um, one time for my birthday. So he, uh, he lived in a different state towards the end of our friendship and, uh, he like moved away to do his own thing and we stayed in touch and everything. And, uh, and for my birthday, Lynn bought me tickets out there to go visit him Mm. and he lived in Portland. I think he still does, but yeah. So Lynn got me some plane tickets and everything to go visit him in Portland for my birthday. And she had been, like, coordinating with him for, like, a couple months, I think, before mm-hmm. leading up to my birthday. Yeah. And, like, when we got there, um, it was, like, such a disappointment because he didn't even, like, get off work or anything. Oh, what? To, like, hang. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he just, like, he wasn't even there most of the time. And what actually still saved that trip for me was, some of Lynn's friends who lived in California actually drove up six hours to like also just come hang out with us. So luckily like they were there like the second half of the trip. Yeah. But yeah, I I like barely even barely even saw him. Like, was was
0: that like the last straw for you? That was the last straw for me. Okay.
1: Yep. That's when I like fully realized that I was like, you know what? Like I need to just surrender Mm -hmm. the friendship. And so I, I just talked to him. I was just like, yeah, Um, I don't think this, I was like, I don't think this friendship is going to work out. Like it's causing me more stress, um, than anything. And Mm. you really just kind of proved how much you care about me. Yeah. Um, in this whole, through this whole trip. So,
2: yeah. How, how, how do you
0: approach friendships? Because like, I think, I think we're very similar in the fact that we care about someone. If we like. Uh, for lack of a better term, attach ourselves to another person. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to do everything we can, um, like within reason, I'd say, to put the work in, build the relationship, build the friendship, deal with conflict, you know, talk about hard stuff if if it needs to be done. Why do you think that's hard for some people?
1: Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Um, I think... A lot of people are afraid of conflict or mm. they like are afraid of, um, of even just, you know, they're just afraid to get into the hard stuff, which is the real friendship, which I think, yeah, you and I probably know that, mm. um, the real stuff is when, is when shit gets hard. Yeah. Um, everything else is just like surface friendships, you know?
0: Yeah. Have you ever been, uh, the person to not put the work in or to like, think, I think the term is like ghost a friend, just like fall <laughs> off the face of the earth. Uh, like have you ever done that to somebody?
1: Not that I know of, but if any of my friends are listening to this and want to call me out on that, please do. But um, not that I know of, no. it's It usually always, it kind of always happens. So one of the reasons I think I don't have any slash very many friends. I think I probably have three, like you included in that. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, like anytime I feel hurt or, um, like weird or uncomfortable about something, I always like say it Mm. like immediately. Yeah. It doesn't like sit with me for very long. Yeah. Um, like I, man, I had this, so one of my, my good friends, one of the three, um, Like his wife, I guess, I don't know what the deal was. If it was like a, an oversight or something like that, but I didn't get invited to his birthday party. Okay. And she kind of, well, I'll tell the whole story first, but so basically when I heard that, I was just like, man, that's really hurtful. Like we hang out quite a bit, you know? Yeah. So I just texted her (laughs) like instantly. Yeah. And I was just like, Hey, I just wanted you to know that I felt really hurt about not being invited to so-and-so's birthday. Um, And like, if you want to talk to me about it or if you have it, like, if there was a reason for it, I'd love to just discuss it with you Yeah, and just figure it out together. Um, but I just want to let you know that that hurt me. Yeah. And she did not respond for like, it was like, I think it was a day, maybe a day or two days. I can't remember. Sure. But this was really recent. This was like last week, I think. But, um, she was basically, I just got like so upset by your text message Mm. and, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, the deal was I like just completely didn't plan anything. It was all last minute and it was like an oversight that you weren't invited. So I'm sorry that you did that. And the thing I didn't get worked out with her, I kind of just was like, I just, I was kind of just like, okay, like I can see that. Um, yeah. Like, thank you for talking to me about it. Um, but I don't understand why you were upset. And then, sure, and then, you know, nothing, no response after that. But, Mm. um, because for me, I was just like, why? Like I was trying to put my, I'm very, I'm a very empathetic person. Yeah. So I was like, I was trying to put myself in the shoes of like, why would this anger like come? Mm. Like, where did the anger come from? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, if, because if the roles were reversed and someone was ta- like talking to me about my wife's birthday um, and I didn't invite them and they were like, Hey, I was hurt that you didn't invite me. I would have been like, Oh man, I'm so sorry. Like, let's talk about it. Like, I'm sure it's just a misunderstanding that we can like work out. Let's deal with it. Yeah. Let's discuss
0: it. You know, do you think like in the, in the like empathy, like putting being able to put yourself into the shoes of another person, do you, do you think that's necessary in a friendship Oh, absolutely.
1: I think empathy is necessary as a human.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um,
1: Yeah, like you, if you don't have empathy for someone and what they're going through, then you are missing the fundamental human experience of a relationship in your Mm. life.
0: Yeah. And that's like, I would say that's the full breadth of of it, that the, the highs and the lows all together and everything in between. I would say, and this is just my opinion, that if if you only are there for the good stuff and maybe shy away from the hard conversations i don't think you can really call yourself someone's friend at that point
1: yeah like, and that's and it's interesting you say that too because i think the word friend gets like thrown around mm-hmm. like so much and to someone people like us i think um, the word friend like holds weight just like most yeah. words for us do. Yeah. You know? So it's, yeah. Like I always, Lynn always makes fun of me for this too, but I always like correct her or like in conversation if I'm being spoken about. Yeah. They're like, Hey, your friend, blah, blah, blah. Hold on. That's an acquaintance. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, totally. And like, they're like, well, you don't have to be so specific with your words. And I was like, well, if I was like, what are they there for then? Yeah. Like <laughs> words,
0: know? words matter. Like, I feel like, all right, we're, we're just going to talk about this. Let people saying, I love you, uh-huh. you know, I think there's a huge problem in culture at large uh-huh. that it's just a flippant thing that you say it, it doesn't carry a lot of weight for, for most people, I would say, and maybe that's unfair, but in my experience, it's just a, it's just a words. It's just a couple of words stringed together, because maybe maybe people feel like that's what they're supposed to say, that's what, what they're supposed to feel. I don't know, but it's almost become like a cheap hallmark slogan rather than like an actionable thing. Like, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I don't think I've observed it enough. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've observed it enough because mm-hmm. anytime time I say it, I know that I have weight. Totally. But I also like wouldn't um, like ostracize someone if they were just like, "Hey, love you, bro," and like high five or whatever. You sure. know what I mean? Of course. Like I would, uh, but I also like don't expect anything from it mm-hmm. because I think that that's what that word to me means anyway. Mm-hmm. Is it any time you say it? Like if you say like, I love you, man, or I love you to your spouse or your girlfriend or whatever, um, you, it's down to you and your heart, what that means. Mm. And like, if you're putting in the work, like we talked about in the beginning into that relationship. Yeah. So it's almost just like, um, so for me, I haven't really given it too much thought because whenever I say, I'm just like, yeah, I know what that means for me. Yeah. Um, And I don't know what it means for you. yeah. So I'm just not
0: going to expect anything from it, Mm. you know? So it's a, it's kind of a a relative, relative term.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not mad when people say it or anything. I'm just like, I'm, I'm for me, it's just, what does that mean within yourself? Yeah. And if it's, if it's great, then it's going to be a good friendship. But Mm. my, my story personally is just so full of betrayal from, Everybody, yeah <laughs> including my wife and and everybody yeah. um, um so i i don't I wouldn't say I'm jaded or anything because I always have a hopeful heart that something will be different, yeah, but it's it definitely makes it easier on me now because i I don't like expect anything, so when mm. someone comes through for me, it's really awesome and it's really yeah. nice, and it means a lot to me mm. um because I'm used to it never working out, so I like mm have almost been trained not to have any expectations ever. Mm. And business is almost the same way. Like to be honest with you with instead of relationships, like um, I know what I can expect out of the employees. And if they don't, then you can fire them or whatever, of course. But like, it's still nice when they come through, (laughs) you know, or they go above and beyond their expectations. Yeah. Like that's always nice. And that's kind of like how, you know, how I kind of view it with friendships too. Like when someone mm-hmm. comes through, I'm like, yes, that's so nice. Um, so I, and that might be why I don't have very many friends
0: is because I don't really depend on people very much. Mm. Some people might say that um, that outlook or that, not that, that lack of expectation could seem a little calloused. I know some people have accused me of that because I'm very similar. I don't think it is though. I think it's, it's not even like a defense thing. It's just like life would be a lot simpler and there, there's less room for like hurt feelings. If I don't hold you to the standard that I like am putting on you, like, is that similar for you as well? Or is it a little different?
1: I would agree that what you're doing is unhealthy. Mm. And what I'm trying to say is a little bit different and I can expand on what I'm saying. Yeah, please. So what I'm saying when I don't expect anything out of anybody, it's, it's more just like, I don't like, if I, if I ask you to do something, Mm -hmm. then I will expect you to do it. You know what I mean? But I'm not like expecting anything from the friendship other than Mm. great hangs and things like that. Totally. So what I think you're in the realm of is that you're, you're protecting yourself Mm. from, being let down, which is different than what I'm trying to, to express. Yeah. Can
0: you expand on that? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So what I'm trying to express is you, if you want to, or if, let me see, if you expect something from somebody and they don't come through, then you need to deal with that pain. Yeah. Because if you don't, then again, it's not a real friendship. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if I was just like, yeah, Steven, like we're going to hang out like this day. And then you, canceled. Sure. Um, I would expect one, I was expecting to hang out with you. Mm -hmm. And then two, when you canceled, I would let you know if it was a big deal or not. Sure. You know, if it was consistent, yeah, I would probably let you know, like the first time or two, I probably wouldn't say anything. I'd be like, Oh, bummer. Like no big deal though. Like I get it. But if you were just like, Hey man, I can't do it anymore with no explanation or something, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, Hey, well that's a bummer because I was really looking forward to seeing you. Yeah. And um like yeah, and just kind of have a discussion with you from that. Sure. What I th- and you can correct me if I'm wrong what I heard you say was basically like I'm not even expecting to actually hang out if I schedule something with you.
2: Oh.
0: No, that's that's not that's not what I was saying. I was m- more saying of like um or asking what like what the difference is in like a way of thinking. You know, like if you uh, like f- for some people, it might be like a oh like you should expect something from your friends, but I think and correct me if I'm wrong. I think we are very similar because I would also say like dude like I'm I'm bummed like I want to hang out with you I want to see you I miss your face you know I tell my I tell my friends that all the time, um, but I guess like that it's, I feel like, like what we're talking about is like a thin line. It's just like a couple degrees off and it could become that
1: yep, kind of true.
0: harsh callous, like, no, like walls are up, not letting anyone in to extending grace, like, um, to like, um, to be, to being let down, like being op- open to being let down and extending grace in those moments. But if it meant something to you where, that there's a hurt or a pain or an offense you care you care enough about that other person to talk to them to about talk it, to yeah. them about it
1: yeah it was actually i was just talking to that same friend the other day and i was i was i was telling him um because this his birthday was a couple weeks before i even heard that we weren't invited to it you know mm. so he was just like yeah i didn't tell you sooner because i didn't want your feelings to get hurt and like what i told him was you're protecting me without my consent
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: And like, that's not okay.
2: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that mm. phrase, I think really, hopefully it kind of like hit a light bulb in them because you should never just like not communicate something to someone, especially a friend. If you're protecting them without them knowing that you're protecting them. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, like that's, I've then never heard that before. That's you're just really doing it without consent mm. <laughs> at that point. Like it's not, it's almost like you told me with your friend that one time where we talked to, uh, um, next to the fire and I was just like, it sounds like you're not telling this person this thing without them knowing to protect them. Sure. You know, yeah. which is you're protecting them without consent at that point. Mm,
0: Absolutely. Like
1: it's not up to you how they handle the information. Mm. They should handle the information. You can always be there to help them handle the information. Yeah. But at that point you're holding two burdens. Mm. Like you're holding the one on yourself and you're holding the one for your friend by protecting them. Mm-hmm. I didn't air
0: quotes. Yeah. <laughs> air quotes. This is what air quotes sound like.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's, that's such a great point. And, and like, I've never thought about it that way of like, it's almost like, like in my mind, it's, it's, it's selfish mm-hmm. guised as care. So selfishness yeah. guised as care. Yeah. How do you, how do you personally like avoid that pitfall? Like, is By it just, just communicating
1: a, a, instantly? Yeah. Like
0: just not even letting anything like swell up or sitting on it. Like I feel this, here's what I feel. Yeah. Because
1: I, and you know, I'm not perfect. Like mm-hmm. I still do this. And then when I realize it, I, I immediately communicate, but how I've been not, you know, how I've not been able to just feel like that all the time yeah. and is just by immediately communicating. Mm. Sometimes there is times where you'll want to process it for a little bit, sure. but you need to know yourself enough to know how much time is okay. Yeah. Uh, but then you need to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, my my advice would just be to communicate instantly. Yeah. So even with work, I would do these things. Like I have a work example that happened recently. Um, so I had I had sold my ad agency, and I was in the transition out period. Yeah. Um, and just one day I was like really busy with inherent things and it was just really great meetings. And I just, my phone just kept like going off from multiple people like, Hey, these websites or whatever got hacked and like, I need Mm -hmm. help figuring out what happened yeah and blah, blah, blah. And, um, like I tried my best to, you know, I, I like helped fix them and stuff like that, but I was like so packed in my schedule that Mm -hmm. day. I was like trying to like do it. And I realized that I was just getting so stressed out throughout the day because all I was communicating to the people still at the ad agency were like, yeah, I'll help you try and fix it. And this, instead Mm -hmm. of like saying, yeah, I'll help you try and fix it, but I will have to do it in between my other things because this Mm -hmm. is like where I'm at in my life right now. And like, I need you to like respect that my time has already been spoken for. Yeah. But instead of saying that, I was just like, yeah, I'll try to help you. So, like, Mm. I kept getting texts like, hey, is it good yet? Like, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And and the stress that I was holding from just not telling them that I was, like, working on other stuff too was just building and building. Mm. And it was just a lot of pressure. And when I finally, like, realized that, I was like, oh, I just need to tell them that I'm feeling a ton of pressure from you because of how often you're texting me about this. And yeah. I'm also like trying to finish my other schedule out too. Mm-hmm. So I immediately just expressed that to them. And they, of course, were like super understanding, which is 99% of the time what will happen. Yeah you know, they'll just be like, Oh, awesome. Yeah. Like no problem. Like I totally get that. Yeah. But they didn't have that information before. Like all the mm-hmm. information they're receiving from me was like, yeah, I'll help you do that. Yeah. Like I'm working on it. Like whatever.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, so almost like, um, not insulating yourself, but setting up, uh, healthy boundaries that you're aware of that you can also communicate to whatever party, um, or person you need to communicate those to.
1: Yeah. And it's all about really knowing your capacity. Yeah. Um, I actually did a post on that today on my Instagram. Yeah, um,
0: I saw that. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks man. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's, it's all about knowing your capacity because if you can get in touch with your capacity mm-hmm. of like where you're at emotionally on the emotional range and mm-hmm. where you're at, like, um, on the physical range too, yeah. like you're just going to be able to, um, prioritize your time so much better. Mm. Um, Like, for example, sometimes my capacity is like very, very small and sometimes it's very, very large Yeah. and I need to like know about that. So Mm. for example, sometimes if like my baby wakes up four times a night and I'm exhausted the next day, my capacity for like errors within myself or other people is like slim. Mm. Like I'll need everything to like just get done quickly and correctly.
2: Yeah.
1: And, um, you know, and so sometimes when I'm, when it doesn't work out correctly and my capacity is really small and I can just feel like frustration, mm. one, I'll just communicate that frustration Sure. because I'm like, Hey, I understand this wasn't your fault. I'm a little bit frustrated about it. I also like haven't gotten any sleep though. Yeah. And like, I'm still just trying to like run this thing mm-hmm. that immediately forever. That person usually will understand. Yeah. Like I get it.
0: Like, I mean, we've all experienced <laughs> that. Everyone's experienced that being lack of sleep leading to being like short
1: yeah totally lack of sleep or just any emotional thing too like totally. you could be in an emotional crisis with your spouse or something but you still have to go to work yeah and still perform you're still expected to perform but if you're checking in with yourself constantly yeah. like I almost say like moment by moment sometimes because yeah. your mood and your your mental health can switch that quickly um, but if you're constantly checking in yourself and looking at your capacity and mm-hmm. then looking at your to-dos and like how to you know yeah, how am I how feeling to mesh them
0: right now? Yeah, How am I right now?
1: Yeah. I have another example of that too. Yeah, please. Um so I did this interview with the savvy, I think it's I think it's called, I'm so sorry if you're listening. Um it's like Unscripted Radio. Okay. I know it's one of their series, but yeah. on Unscripted Radio for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh her, the host was Christina, she was awesome. But what happened was when I got in there, it was like an open kind of radio show. So it was like a zoom call though. Mm -hmm. So like people could join. Normally they're like muted and they're just listeners. So like anybody can join, just listen in the live, you know, the live interview. Mm -hmm. And, but something technically happened or she, she got hacked or something like that. Yeah. And just like 180 like bots or like just bad people (laughs) like came up there and they were just like, like whispering and like yelling and screaming. And there was like pornographic like noises on there. And it was just like, and I was just trying to like stay calm and just like wait. And so I just (sighs) listening to these horrible, like racist, like all these terrible things just like in my headphones. Yeah. And I was like waiting for her to fix it. Mm-hmm. and, you know, I was totally understandable. She obviously didn't mean for that to happen, sure. and, like, 100% not her fault. Yeah. So I was just trying to wait there, but um, I eventually got, like, kicked off because she had to, like, reset it, mm-hmm. and so, like, she reset it, and when the thing, like, went down, I was, like, I, like, checked in with myself, and I was, like, I am not okay after hearing all that, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, absolutely. I am, like like, that, like, messed with me a mm-hmm. bit because I was expecting to come on, have a great conversation with the thing. And mm-hmm. then I'm just hearing all this trash. Yeah. And so I had to, so I, she like emailed me. She's like, Hey, I'm so sorry. She was amazing. She's like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like, here's a private link for this thing. Mm. Um, like, would you come and k- like finish the interview? And I was like texting my agency, my PR agency. I was like, I don't know if I'm in the right headspace to like finish this interview now. Like, yeah. Um, it like really messed with me. Some of the like stuff that was said in there. And so I was just like, I Absolutely. really need to, um, so I was just like texting them, kind of let them know where they're at. And they were like, well, if it's private, like, and you're feeling okay about it, like get in there. so I was like, okay, just mm-hmm. give me like five minutes. Yeah. So like in the five minutes, I just could, one, I recognized I was able to identify that I just wasn't feeling okay. Yeah. I wasn't in the right headspace to do anything. Mm-hmm. So I just like took all, took my like headphones out and stuff like that. And then just kind of like walked around. Yeah. and re yourself re-centered. Yep. Mm. recentered, and like, just kind of really like focused and, um, was just like, I just needed a minute, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so then I like got on the interview and it was great. And I loved that interview. It was so fun. Yeah. Um, and it ended up being great, but that's just an example. If I would have just jumped right back in yeah. to the private link and did it, it probably would have been a terrible interview. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to focus mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. and.
0: Well, it's like, I, I can imagine, I can imagine, uh, our listeners, uh, some of them being like, I can do that. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, like you have permission to like take care of yourself and to make sure that you're in a healthy place, like mentally, spiritually, physically, you know, like almost like, uh. I forget, I forget it's some cosmetic company, but like you're worth it, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you, you can do that. So how did you, uh, like, how did, when did you realize that you, you could do that? Like you had permission to do that or you gave yourself permission to do that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would have to say it was, uh, so anyone who doesn't know my story, um, Basically just really fast. Uh, my wife and I went through some really terrible things and we went into like intensive counseling for two years to get our marriage, like back to being amazing. And that's where I learned a lot of these things um, with how to just deal with mental health yeah. um, was just from two years of insane therapy. And I just have like a very analytical business type mind. So like anything that like I learned, I kind of like mm-hmm. filed away and it was like, th- yeah. you know, <laughs> so it was very helpful. And so anyways, all that aside, so when it was definitely one of the sessions in there where I was just like, just very overwhelmed. Mm. And, and my therapist was just, his name's Sam. And Sam was just like, shout out to Sam. Yeah. Shout out to Sam. Thanks for saving my life <laughs> <laughs> and my marriage. Um, yeah. So he, he was basically just like, well, why don't you just like process it? Just be mm. silent for a moment. Just mm. like because I would just be like, I feel like this, I feel like this, blah, 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 like mm-hmm. this. I don't know if this is right. Like, I don't even know how to know what I'm feeling. Like, yeah. all of these kind of things. He's just like, well, stop. Just like, mm. stop for a second. And one, just try and feel, he, he always said, try and figure out what you're feeling in your body, which oh. I thought was very interesting. Yeah. Um. So he's just like, what physically are you feeling? If you don't know what you're feeling emotionally, what are you feeling physically? Like, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, And is, I'll, I'll always be like, well, my chest like feels like it's flexing a little bit like it feels like tight you know yeah. and he's he's like okay like when's the last time you like felt like that and i would be like um maybe like 2 days ago in a moment of frustration at work like i mm. like really tensed my muscles and stuff like that yeah. and he was like okay like why were you frustrated mm. and then i'd be like well cuz this guy did this and be like oh like would you say that he let you down in the sense and blah blah you mm. like yes and and you're like okay when's the previous time and then we'd kind of just through these questions of, yeah. of that, you'd kind of identify a pattern. Yeah. And then you'd bring it back into what you're feeling currently. Wow. And just be like, oh, yes. Like, this is because, yeah. I, like, I was let down.
0: Almost following, like, the breadcrumbs <laughs> to your soul. Yes. In a way.
1: <laughs> yep. He was, he was a lot more, um, uh, Sam, don't be mad, but he was a lot more cartoonish about it. <laughs> <laughs> he was, He was a little bit like, Uh, like afterwards I'd be like, that was such a cool like journey that we like took to like figure this out. You know what I mean? he's like, yeah, we like, we're like like explorers. We like get our little (laughs) explorer hat. And like, I just like totally visualized like a cartoon or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Okay, cool. Sam. (laughs) What like, um, so I, uh, my counselor, her name's Elizabeth. uh, She does a lot of muscle therapy and, um, all, all of the stuff, like I've, I've gone to her for maybe like, Two, two and a half years. I just started going back, back to her. And it's amazing. But like your body is trying to tell you what's going on inside. Yeah. Whether emotionally, mentally, like everything that you're feeling, like your, your body is like screaming at you to be like, pay attention to me. Yeah. That, that's what, something I've learned and, um, still struggle with like paying attention Mm -hmm. to that. And being aware, like, oh, like, I got to take a moment. Yep. Like, like you were saying, I got to, I got to recenter myself. I got to tune in, you yep. know, because I'm like, I get that tightness in my chest too. And like, as you were talking, it was like clicking. I'm like, oh my God, I have to, I should do that more. <laughs> I need to do that more. And it was a great reminder to like.
1: It's so hard to remember to do it, especially it in the moment.
0: Yeah. You know, Well, especially like like let's just be honest like there it's so loud in your head yeah you know and in your heart everything's clamoring at least in in my head and my heart every everything is clamoring for attention um and not everything like like the the monsters get out of the box sometimes and it's hard to corral them and be like what is important what is what do i need to actually pay attention to what's even real or what's like this what's getting affected by something else uh-huh. and almost like following back into like the the breadcrumbs of like what's your body telling you i'm going to try i'm going to try that uh at least like like uh to like kind of process through through those things because like i feel like our bodies are always trying to tell us something
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah it's so interesting to it, it goes into a lot of like the health side too. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and I can only speak from experience, but someone that, um, I used to work with like slowly started like putting on weight and like Mm -hmm. started not taking care of herself very much. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a direct physical, um, like outcome of her mental state. Wow. Yeah. Um, like she's going through some horrible things, but wasn't, talking to anybody about it Mm. and like you could just see this um degradation of like just her physical appearance yeah um thankfully she's like gotten healthy and stuff like that from from now but it's just so i was just always really fascinated by that because Mm. i was like look at the direct result that your mental state has on your physical body yeah and it was the same thing with me. Like I used to weigh three hundred and ten pounds. Yeah. And when I I was clinically depressed, I didn't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. And when I finally just decided to make a life change, like I lost a hundred about one hundred and twenty five pounds mm. from that. Yeah. And it was all mental. It was all psychological.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. So what was the what was the deciding factor of Like I, I need to make a change. I can make a change or at least I'm going to try. Like what was that experience for you? So I was, I was really
1: young. So I definitely did not have all of the, you know, like therapy insights that I do now, Mm -hmm. but I was just sick of it, man. Like I was, I was just like, well, if I'm not going to kill myself successfully, uh, which I didn't. Um, even though I tried, I was just like, if I'm not going, if this isn't going to be something that I can actually do, yeah, then like I need a change in something. Yeah. Like I'm so sick of feeling like this. It mm-hmm. was just like being fed up. It kind of is what got me to that point when I was 16. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was 310 pounds at 16. And I was just like, um, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You know, like I, if I'm going to continue on living, I can't live like this anymore. Mm. So I just. Uh, like Atkins was really popular. So 16 years ago. So that was about 14 years ago. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, I was just like, this is the diet I've heard on the TV. So I'm going to just try it. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. And that's just where I
0: started. You Mm -hmm. know, I think like, like what you just said is like, I just started. Yeah. Like starting, I believe is like the hardest part in anything, business, mental health, physical health, anything.
1: Yeah, I was, I was actually even, this might be a little bit off topic for this podcast, but sure. I was, I was even wishing I would have said that in our first podcast mm. when we were talking about starting your menswear journey, Yeah, I was like, just, I would, I would go back and edit it now and say, just start as mm. long as you start. Yeah, um, my buddy Jay Gatz uh, told me this as well. Just with we were talking about like history and culture specifically but it applies for this too mm. just start and then you'll start connecting dots to things mm. yeah you know what i mean like you're just start now and then eventually you'll start just connecting dots and mm. like you'll get deeper and deeper with yeah. your knowledge and i think that's that's true for most things
0: yeah how would you wh- what advice would you give to someone who either is struggling with mental health struggling with physical health, uh, bad friendships, relationships, damaged, um, like feelings, like where I know that's a broad range yeah. of topics and there's no <laughs> wow. simple, there's no simple answer, but, uh, what advice could you give to someone who, uh, needs to start just like take that first step into whatever, whatever it is?
1: Well, it's, um, again, I just talked to him, I just had a really long talk with my buddy. So that's why this conversation keeps coming up in yeah. my head. But what I told him was every single day that you don't like make a change in mm. your life is going to be a day lost mm. like in your life. So yeah. like every single day, it's not going to get better. Sure. It's either going to stay the same or it's going to get worse, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's, What I would, I guess what I would tell someone like struggling with mental health is one, like really assess what's causing you trauma and what's causing Mm -hmm. you, um, to feel this way. And like, what's causing you to be depressed. Like if it is friends, it's time to say bye. Yeah. Like that, that's it. It's time to say bye. If it's an abusive relationship, like get help to get out of it. Like if it's an abusive friendship, get help to get out of it. Um, uh, like mentally and physically, like, you know, and if you can't, out of it. Like I was in a, like an abusive scenario with like, you know, some family at some point even. And like, I couldn't just move away because I was too young. Yeah. But like, uh, what I wish I would have done though, was just, um, just like found something to be grateful for and mm. like grow that, you know, Yeah. whether it was, you know, whether it's like music, if you're into music and like playing it or listening to it or whatever. And like, just starting to just starting to recognize that these people that are causing you this pain, mm-hmm. like you don't have to carry their burdens yeah like they're clearly going through their own struggles and yeah. unfortunately you're the reciprocant of it yeah um, which really sucks, but first step is you just recognize that it sucks mm. like that's a really you know it's really hard and that's it's okay to like feel really angry and like sad about that. Yeah. But just as soon as you're able to recognize that and able to just kind of feel those kind of feelings about it, then take something you're grateful for something positive and start growing that. Yeah. And it's, and it's what I think happens a lot of times with people is they can't just start recognizing Mm. that one, it's not their fault. Yeah. You know, like that's such a huge thing. Yeah. 100% 100% um, one, it's not your fault. That other people are abusing you or betraying you or mm. whatever. Yeah. That's
0: their bad decisions. Yeah. And that has, I would, I would also add this other people's behavior towards you. Doesn't affect your worth.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: I think that's a, that's a huge, a huge thing that I need to remember mm-hmm. like consistently. And, um, whoever you are, if you're listening to this, like you're worthy of love. You're worthy of acceptance and you are beautiful just the way you are. Like today, you can always grow, but I don't believe that people do or should necessarily change at the core. I think things get twisted We start believing, excuse me, start believing lies about ourselves, about the world. And like, maybe the first step is to, like for you, is to just think about yourself differently. You're not like, you don't have to be what everyone says. This is what you are. Because if you're anything like me, I'll just be like, well, that's, all I'll ever be. And for myself, I'm living proof that that's not true.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: And I think, I think if you take anything away from this, this discussion is that you have value and you are valuable. Um, and I think everyone, everyone on this planet has worth. And, uh, sometimes the first step is believing that.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, one of the, one of the crazy things that's like such a simple concept that like really helps me mm-hmm. is just like letting things play out. it's, yeah. you know, yeah. cause I have like such a need to try and like control same everything. Me too. Yeah. So like something that's like just so surreal, not surreal, but it's, it's so, um, relieving mm-hmm. is to know that I don't have control and just yeah. like, and just know that whatever happens, whether it's like a fight with a friend or it's like this person mm-hmm. gets hurt from something that I do or whatever is just like dealing with it when it happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you're kind of just like giving up control that things are you just, you just recognizing and marking that things are out of your control. The mm-hmm. life is out of your control. Yeah. And like, what makes life so beautiful is that you don't know what's gonna happen, yeah, and that you just can just deal with things when they happen the best way that you can, mm-hmm. which is why I think I'm always still open to finding a lifelong friend and like, yeah, um, always open to getting making my marriage stronger with Lynn and everything is. Yeah is that I don't know what's going to happen. And if it's bad, then I'll deal with it when it happens. And if it's mm-hmm. good, I'll celebrate it when it happens. Yeah. And if it's sad, I'll grieve with it when it happens. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. The, uh, there's a, the old adage of the only thing you can actually control in life is how you react to life <laughs> or respond, maybe, yeah. is a better word. Um, awesome. Well, this was a great, great talk. And I uh, appreciate you being vulnerable and uh, just open-handed with your life?
1: Vulnerability is strength, man. It is. That's that's something a lot of people, I'd love to see more, and that's one of the reasons why we exist Mm -hmm. as a brand, is to just encourage men to just talk and be more open about their stories and their life, and because that's, you know, I don't think I could be more confident in telling you all that stuff. Yeah. Like, it doesn't change anything about me, so like, why not open it up and like, learn from your experiences as well? Yeah. 100%.
0: 100%. And that does it for us here on this episode of Dressing for Wellness. You can check out our social media pages at Inherent Clothier and also visit us on our website at www.inherentclothier.com Thank you all so much for joining us. I'm Stephen La Roche
1: I'm Taylor Draper.
0: We'll see you next time.